voiceover guy. I, I still need some sort of voiceover guy. All right, hold on. Let me back up. First of all, this is the Serving the Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hardy. Welcome to the program. I need a voiceover guy. I need somebody during that intro music to be like, this is Disturbing the Peace, or welcome to Disturbing the Peace, or Brent's a borderline genius. You should just listen to what he says. I don't know. I need, I need a voiceover guy. I need somebody to kind of help me out with that a little bit. Actually, I know one guy who has a really deep voice. He'd probably be good for it. Maybe I should just get a recording of him. Anyways, anyways, the Trump indictment, okay? A lot of people have been talking about this. They've been pushing about it. They've been arguing about it. And this is the dumbest thing. Like, I honestly do not think it would have ever gotten this far. I mean, the DA is an absolute, that what's his name? Alvin Bragg or whatever. Absolute moron. Absolute moron. Okay. Because first of all, first of all, this is going to be the gift that keeps giving to Donald Trump. Okay. Everything that he said about the media treats him unfair. They're out to get him. They're after me and they're after whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm treated unfair. This kind of thing is exactly how you prove him right. Honestly, liberal left media, all you guys, if you really just wanted to not help Donald Trump at all, you would ignore him. Don't give him any coverage. Don't give him anything. Don't push him. Adjust your algorithm so his stuff doesn't pop up. You know, don't put his stories on the front page. Put them on page eight, right? Like, like that's how you would really, if you really just want to shut that guy down and make sure he doesn't become the Republican nominee again, that's how you would do it. Okay. Instead, they take this other route. And I, it's just the stupidity of the liberal left in general. Because these are the same people who look at some sort of active shooter and say, now's the time to talk about guns. No, it's not. I want my guns, right? Like, I want my guns even more when, when you know, people are shooting up places. You know, like, I don't get it. These guys are idiots. But now they, they have this idea that if they can get him prosecuted on something and if they could just disqualify him from being able to run for office, they could just solve the problem, right? They, it could all go away if they could just get him prosecuted, Okay. So here's what's going on. Let me let me backpedal. So this, the allegation is this. The story is this. That allegedly Stormy Daniels, a porn star, back in 2015 took $130,000 payoff to basically shut up. Right? Donald Trump was running for office, and she agreed to it, and they said, all right. One of his lawyers went and said, hey, look, we're just going to pay you this amount of much money to just keep your mouth shut. Don't come public about any allegations or anything or any acknowledgement of any relationship you had with Donald Trump, you know, just leave it alone. She took the money. Okay. She took the money. She signed a non-disclosure agreement. That was the end of it. Okay. Allegedly, this all came out anyways. Allegedly, she came out and stuff. And I don't understand why they didn't go after the money or whatever, but I guess if they did, that would just prove that, you know, it was true that it happened. Um, but yeah, so this whole thing comes out and apparently it was an affair. Um, Donald Trump denies it. He said, no, I did not have an affair with her, blah, blah, blah. Who knows if he did or not? I, I'm inclined to believe him, but I'm a, then again, he's a billionaire and I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that's mostly the sentiment of most people, right? I mean, you look at these billionaires and it, you, you look at some billionaire man and you think, okay, if the guy wanted some sort of action, he can get it, right? He has the money, he has the influence, he can make it happen. So when, a, when an affair comes out about a billionaire, um, nobody's surprised. Right? Like, it's, you know, but I don't care. That's between him and her and his wife and his family. It's that, that's their thing to worry about, okay? And if you think I'm just being biased towards Trump or you think I'm just trying to help the guy out, no. I said the same thing about uh, Bill Clinton and his affair with Monica Lewinsky, okay? That wasn't the public's problem, okay? That was between Bill Clinton and his wife, 
Okay, that was their thing to work out. In fact, I probably would have had a lot more respect for Hillary if she did some press conference back then of her leaving the White House and saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to work on things, but I'm going to leave for a time, blah, blah. We asked the American public to stay out of our business. Boom. Did they do that? No. Okay. But anyways, I digress. So yeah, so that's, that's the thing. So this whole thing with Stormy Daniels, apparently she took this money. Apparently uh, this, was the, this was the deal, according to one of Trump's lawyers, um, that, that it happened. Um, it's not illegal. All right, let me put that out there right now. It's not illegal. If I decide to run for public office and my neighbor has a photo of me mowing my lawn in a tutu and I thought that photo would be embarrassing, I could easily go to him and say, hey, I'll pay you a certain amount of money or what do I need to do to get you to delete that photo and make sure it never goes public, right? That's not illegal, okay? It was an agreement. She consented. They came up with a deal. Boom. End of story. There's nothing illegal about that. Politicians and celebrities do that kind of crap all the time, Okay? So here's the thing. So this idiot DA decides, I mean, he, the guy runs on this campaign. He, he's a George Soros DA, right? You got that, that billionaire George Soros. He's trying to fundamentally change things in the United States. And one of his ideas was to put in certain DAs throughout the country. He did the same thing in San Francisco with that, what was his name, Boudin, Boudin guy, whatever. Okay, he did the same thing in New York and Manhattan. He did it with this guy. He put a million dollars in this dude's campaign to simply get him to reduce felonies and to let criminals out on the streets and, and kind of just mess things up, right? It worked towards the collapse of the United States, all right? There's a big conspiracy out there. There's stuff, stuff that's not conspiracy. It's more less theory and more fact, but that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Cause chaos, cause collapse. George Soros's goal in the end is to build a united world government, and to do that, he thinks the United States needs to collapse, right? So you have this active billionaire who's politically involved with all these different non these nonprofits and all that stuff, um, the pipeline protests from years ago were funded by him. I mean, this, that's who this is. I could do a whole podcast. I could do a whole week's worth of podcasts on just that guy, but that's not the point. The point is this, this idiot, Alvin Bragg, who's the DA in Manhattan, um, campaign on the idea that he's going to go after Trump, right? That he's going to go after him. I mean, this is what he was going to do. Okay. And so apparently he's going after him. Uh, let's see. Now he hasn't come out and said it. But they did this grand jury thing, and the grand jury voted to indict. Now, I don't know how they do it in New York. In California, it's a little different. Okay, because in California, basically a grand jury is 18 to 24 people, I think, 18 to 25 people. They put them in a room. The defense does not exist. It's just a district attorney. It's just a prosecutor, the prosecutor's assistants. They have the case. They have these 18 to 25 people, or maybe it's 23 people. I can't remember. <clears throat> um, they get up there in the box. And what's different is the jury, there is no judge, and the jury is an active participant. So the prosecution will put on this case, and they'll say, okay, this is what we're trying to prove. This is what we think happened. This is what we're trying to prove. Their job is to decide if there's enough evidence to file formal charges, right? So they'll put up these witnesses. The witnesses will often be the cops and stuff. And what's different and unique is the jury can engage the witnesses. They can ask them questions. They can ask for clarification. They can raise their hand and say, hold on a second, witness. Bob, uh, you said you showed up and you saw this, this, and this. Did you also see this too or whatever, right? They can ask questions and engage. And in the end, they vote to see if there's enough charges. And the voting process is not a majority. It's just a simple majority, right? So if you have 18 jurors and 10 of them say, yeah, there's probably enough there. Boom, that's all you need, right? Unlike a regular jury process where you have to have 100% of the jurors have to agree, right? So if not, it's a hung jury. So New York apparently does a little bit differently. The, the, the grand jury voted to indict, 
And I guess that means something there. Because here in California, if they vote to indict, that does not necessarily mean the DA is going to file charges. They're just saying, yeah, you might have something, you might not. Right? The DA could still have that discretion. So apparently that means something there. And so even though it hasn't come out publicly, the section that they're thinking might happen, CNN was trying to say Donald Trump's facing like 30 different charges or something, a business fraud or something stupid. I don't know. The section we're looking at is 175.05, and this basically suggests that it, if you make or cause to create a false entry in a business record, okay, it's a misdemeanor. So what they're trying to say is that $130,000 that was paid to Stormy Daniels was in the business and campaign records, but it was in the business campaign records as a, um, um, as a uh, legal fees, right? Now, that makes sense. If the lawyer acted independently, if he was aware of the Stormy Daniel, Daniel story and he went to him independently and said, hey, and, and apparently that's what happened. Allegedly, he went, he pulled money against his own house, paid the 130000 sent the bill to Trump. Trump's like, yeah, whatever, you know, and Trump doesn't actually look at the stuff. The guy owns like 110 different businesses, right? He has people upon people upon people who take care of this kind of crap. Legal fees are done. Someone says, yeah, probably was. Boom. Sent them, sent them $130,000. It probably never reached Trump. Trump may never have even been aware that this happened. Or maybe Trump was and he's the one who sent the lawyer in the first place. We don't know, right? We just know when you're a billionaire and you have multiple businesses and multiple corporations, you have multiple presidents, multiple CEOs under you, okay, you're not aware of everything that's happening, okay? You're just not. And it's unfair and ridiculous to assume that Donald Trump is completely aware of all the business practices. He tries to dictate policies. He tries to get involved. But when you have like 109 different businesses that you're either invested in, partial owner of, or your name's attached to somehow, yeah, you're not going to be aware of everything. You're just not, okay? So allegedly, that, that's, that's what they're suggesting here, that when there was, that 130000 was entered as legal fees, that was incorrect, okay? The problem is, is that's a misdemeanor. And the statute of limitations on misdemeanors in the state of New York is two years. This happened in 2015, right? Which means you could not legally prosecute him for this. In fact, you'd be violating his rights for even attempting it, okay? Now, there is another section, 175.10, that could make it a, a felony if you created these false records for the purposes of concealing or promoting a different crime. In other words, uh, money, la money laundering. Right, the whole concept of money laundering is: let's say you own a valid business like a restaurant, but you're dealing drugs out the back. The drugs is where you're actually making your money. The restaurant is just there to clean up the money because you're getting cash out the back for some guy buying a brick of meth, and so you put it in the restaurant as, oh, this is the sales we got uh, for this month or for this week, and that's how you clean up the money. So you pay taxes and money looks legit when really you're doing illegal stuff, right? So they're suggesting that oh, him paying this hundred thirty thousand dollars was a misdemeanor, but it was designed to promote or create. Or, or cover up some other crime, which would, of course, make it a felony, right? And it's stupid. It's stupid because what other crime was there, right? I, there, there's really nothing. There might be something. I don't know. I'll, I will leave that door open. But when Donald Trump is saying, I'm going to get arrested, when Donald Trump is saying, go ahead and arrest me, when Donald Trump is saying, go ahead and um, file charges, that should be your first red flag, liberals. When he's not exactly running scared, Okay, you don't understand. The guy's a master of marketing. You think this is going to make him look bad? Just like I said in the beginning, this is just going to prove exactly what he's been trying to say this whole time. Okay, that's what's going to happen. He's going to come out winning. Th this case is going to flop, and he's going to come out and say, look what they're trying to do to me. 
and his he's going to end up being this this Alvin Bragg idiot is going to be the biggest campaign fundraiser for Donald Trump ever. Okay, that's what's going to happen. If this gets sold right by the Trump campaign, Alvin Bragg, you just made yourself the biggest donor to the Trump campaign because money's going to pour in. Okay, you're going to give him his all the spotlight, everything. And that's the other thing. They're like, well, we're going to arrest him. We're going to put us, you know, make him do a pert walk and all that crap. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Secret Service is not going to allow the NYPD to put their hands on Donald Trump. Okay, no civilian police force is going to put their hands on Donald Trump. Okay, it's just not happening. All right, let me take a break for commercial really quick, and I'll be right back and touch more on this. Hey, folks, if you're like me, I get really sick and tired of spending five, seven, eight, twelve bucks every day at Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or one of these other coffee places and then you turn around and hear about places like Starbucks and how they treat law enforcement and how cops are getting kicked out. Well, I got a new company for you, right? If, if you're at that point where you just want to make good quality coffee from home, I want you guys to check out my new friends, 1097 Coffee. This is a law enforcement and veteran-owned local first responder-themed business. Now, I want to pull this little expert from their website, 1097coffee.com, all spelled out, no, no numbers. 1097 Coffee was created in support of our first responders, this includes our military, police, fire, dispatchers, emergency medical service, and our motto is support to all. If you're looking for a company that supports causes you believe in, check out 1097coffee.com and order from their either medium, dark, or dark roast selections. That's 1097coffee.com, and you could also find them on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> This is the Serpent See, wouldn't that sound cool? Wouldn't that sound cool? Like, I'm always trying to find different ways to make this podcast just quality-wise sound a little bit better, a little more professional. I think I need a voiceover guy. I need a voiceover guy. All right, back to this whole Trump indictment thing. So here, here's the issue. Okay. One thing, they're trying to, like, tie this to campaign um, finance violations of some sort, right? I think that's the felony they're trying to push for. To say, well, this misdemeanor here was designed to cover up this felony here with campaign violence. I don't know. It's stupid. I mean, you could look at me and be like, Brent, you don't know enough to talk about this. Or maybe there's just nothing there, right? Like, you can look at it both ways. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'm just ignorant, and we'll see as they release more information and stuff like that. Or this just flops on it. I mean, if this thing completely flops, then I was just right. There's just nothing there. Um, but who knows? But, I mean, you're looking at a case that, was this isn't the first time this case has been looked at, okay? The Department of Justice declined this case. The Southern District, the Federal District of New York declined this case. The previous district attorney declined this case, and they said there is no case there. There's nothing there, okay? The Campaign Board of Finances or whatever, the, the governing board that handles campaign stuff and, you know, comes up with all the policies and how money can be raised and all that kind of crap, they declined the case as well, right? Like, like it, it's, it's not the first time this has been looked at. But here's the issue. Okay, here is the issue. And this is the part that's scary. This is the part where you start looking at it and realize, maybe I don't recognize the United States of America anymore. Okay, now, presidents have been impeached before, right? People have voted to impeach presidents, and then there's a difference between, okay, are we impeaching this guy and removing him, or we're just going to formally do it or whatever it is, right? Bill Clinton was impeached, but he was not removed from office, right? People say Donald Trump was impeached. Well, the House voting to impeach when the, when the Senate didn't. That's not really an impeachment in my book, but whatever. All right, we, we can argue about that a different day. But the point is, though, 
Okay, Democrats are in power now. If this is what happens, if they start looking at it and say, well, we're going to start indicting previous presidents, or we're going to start... or we're going to start just impeaching every time a Republican president's in charge or whatever like that, right? If we keep just doing that, we're going to set a precedence. And we're already pretty much there. And it's going to be tit for tat, okay? They impeach our guy, we're going to impeach their guy. They indict our guy, we're going to indict their guy. This is not who we are. Okay, we see this stuff in third world countries where two people will run against each other and the winner will somehow trump up charges against the guy who lost. And next thing you know, that guy's in prison so he can never run for office again or he'll get disqualified, or he'll just be disappeared, okay? He'll just disappear. He'll be in the middle, subject to a firing line or something crazy. We don't do that here. Remember in the 2016 election where Donald Trump was at a debate with Hillary Clinton, and he said that he was going to put her in jail, that he was going to have her investigated, he was going to have all this stuff? The reason why he never followed through is because that's not appropriate in the United States. It's not appropriate to look at your political opponents and then punish them when the race is over. Okay, leaving her alone was probably the most mature thing he probably did and could have done. Okay, and the fact that Democrats are still playing this game and this is the game they want to play, they, under, they need to understand that Republicans will be in charge again someday. They will have majorities again someday. Okay, and they don't play that game. They don't do that because it's not appropriate. Okay, but they can. And if they start doing it, well, then we're lost. Then we're really going to have to start, start having problems because there's a lot of people out there. There's that sentiment, all right? Fight fire with fire. All right, we got to fight fire with fire. I'll tell you right now, that's not the best thing we can do. Okay, because that's just a slippery slope. And what we do to them, they'll do to us and back and forth. Okay, it's not wise. Okay, we don't arrest political opponents. We don't indict former presidents. Okay, remember, um, what was his name? The one that Gerald Ford ended up pardoning Nixon, right? Richard Nixon did all sorts of terrible stuff. A Republican president did all sorts of terrible stuff. Okay. He left office before he could be impeached. He knew he was getting in trouble. He went ahead and left office. His vice president took over and then his vice president went ahead and pardoned him. Okay. A lot of people said that was super shady. Okay. You could go ahead and speculate that he did it as a political favor. You can go ahead and speculate whatever. Okay, his vice president did not win an election when he tried to run for re-election to become president. Okay, and a lot of people said, well, it's because you pardoned Nixon. Okay, he shouldn't have been pardoned. He should have gone to jail. Blah, blah, blah. It's a country of justice. But Ford, in hindsight, kind of looked at it and was like, well, he thought he was doing the country a favor. Right? That he probably was doing him a favor because he did not think it looked good, especially since they were fighting communist Russia, that we were just taking our leaders and throwing them in prison. Okay, he, not just doing him a favor, but he thought he was probably he probably thought that he was doing what was best for the country. Okay, so no, this whole indictment thing is stupid. Okay, there is no real case here, and it really just makes Democrats look bad. It makes them look petty. It's gonna, like I said, it's it's gonna give Donald Trump his campaign funds are gonna go through the roof. It's giving him all this airtime. It's giving him an opportunity. And on top of that, if you actually find something to charge this guy with, and he shows up in court, he's gonna have a defense. It's not going to be like the grand jury where there is no defense. He's going to have a defense. He's going to have be able to call his own witnesses. He's going to be able to sit there and have his own lawyers and stuff, and they're going to be able to tell their side of the story. Do you think that's going to go well? Do you? Because here's the thing. Even if you did find some sort of campaign law issue or some sort of booking error with the business stuff, okay, again, Donald Trump does not have direct control of that. Good luck trying to prove that Donald Trump ordered them to go ahead and do this booking error. 
Okay, again, somebody gets a bill from a freaking law office that says, hey, here's a, here's a fee for $130,000. They just write the check and pay it. Right? They don't think twice about that crap. They don't think twice at all. When you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars, you can get all these bills coming in all the time. Oh, here's the power bill. Here's this bill. Here's these legal fees for this case. Here's legal fees for this case. Here's legal fees for that case. Okay, they always got something going on. I don't know. The whole thing's just stupid. It's 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 making them look bad. It's it's making our country look bad. It's embarrassing. Okay, and again, again, tit for tat, right? What if we turn around and say, okay, well, what about the Biden crime family? What about all this all these allegations? What if what if Republicans take charge and they immediately throw him in prison? Right? They're setting a bad precedence. Don't get sucked into it. My official prediction is that this is just going to flop on its face. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think the more that Trump says, go ahead and arrest me, let's go ahead and do this, go ahead and do all that. Okay, and he's not going to be actually arrested. Like I said, the, the Secret Service is not going to let anyone put hands on the president. But hey, he volunteered that he would turn himself in. So they don't need to actually arrest him. But yeah, the whole thing's stupid. It's going to go nowhere fast. Don't buy into it. Don't get If you're a liberal, don't get your hopes up. Okay, it, it's... I don't know. That's my official prediction. Uh, that ends up not being the case. If this actually does go to trial, I will eat. I'll eat crow. Okay, don't worry about it. But yeah, my official prediction is this is going to go nowhere fast. Hey, folks! I realized the gold commercial for this was getting well old. So I decided it was time to re-record it. Grandma'spantrypocodella.com. That's grandma'spantrypocodella.com. One of our oldest sponsors. It's Brian and Kim, my good friends. Uh, for all your custom jams and jellies, I have a case of them in my pantry right now. Very unique flavors. If you have guests coming and you want to just wow them with something different than your typical strawberry and grape, grandma'spantrypocodella.com for your custom jam and jelly needs. <laughs> back okay enough about trump enough about the indictment enough about how ridiculously it's stupid that whole thing is i want to shift gears for a little bit i want to shift gears i'm going to talk a little bit about parenting okay i'm going to talk about um exposing your kid to certain emotions and feelings to help them be a functioning adult now let me back up let me back up now you know how this is going to end let me back up and tell you the story that inspired this conversation shasta county california <laughs> That's up in the far north. Mom, uh, a Shasta County mom files lawsuit over a sheriff's seizure of Cedar, the livestock auction goat. <laughs> okay. So two Shasta County, this is a good warning for police officers. All right. You guys think about this kind of stuff. Two Shasta County Sheriff's Office deputies have been accused of driving to Sonoma County to seize a young girl's pet goat, Cedar, after the child couldn't bear the thought of him being slaughtered following the Shasta Youth Livestock Auction. Shasta County Engineer Jessica Long filed a lawsuit against Sheriff's Office officials Lieutenant Jerry Fernandez and Detectives Jacob Duncan and Jeremy Ashby. Uh, the lawsuit was filed on Wednesday in U.S. District Court of the Eastern District. Of the, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh while I'm reading this. This is ridiculous. A lawsuit says Cedar belonged to the Longs, uh, to the to the woman's daughter who is under 10 years old and entered the goat in a youth auction as part of a 4-H club activity. Initially, Long said neither she nor her daughter realized the cedar had been entered into a terminal auction where the animal is slaughtered after the auction ends with the cuts of meat going to the top bidder. 
Now, I'm sorry, lady, but what other kind of auction is there? Okay, if I go to one of these auctions at the county fair and I bid on a goat, do you think I'm going to pay 900 bucks for a pet? If I bid on a lamb, do you think I'm going to pay 1200 bucks for that lamb? Okay, do you think I'm going to pay uh, $3,000 for a steer so I can keep it as a pet? Or 5000 or however much they go? I don't know, really, no prices. Okay, I'm sorry, your kid got involved in 4-H. The point of the project is to raise an animal for auction. Okay, they do these little judges, they, they, you clean them up, they make them look nice, you have them stand there, they have them stand a certain way, you present them, the judges come, they look at them. Okay, you can get ribbons and awards and stuff like that. And you do that because when they go to auction, people want to bid on the ones that got awards and got honorable mentions and all that kind of stuff. So you go up to auction and say, oh, this is our, our county fair winner for the best lamb. Looks great, looks fat, good quality right here. Who's going to buy it? And usually it's some politician, some rich local restaurant owner, or somebody who's going to make good use of that. There's no such thing as somebody who's going to auction off an animal so it can go live on a farm upstate. <laughs> okay? So anyways, the story is this. Her daughter does 4-H. She bonds with this little pet goat, which they had a picture of. It's actually really cute. Okay? She enters it into an auction, which I guess her and her mom did not realize was a terminal auction. The little girl, I will forgive. Okay, but the mother should have known better. So what happens is the, the goat gets auctioned off. Apparently a state senator bought it. It looks like Bill Dahl uh, bought it, who ran for uh, governor here in the state. Uh, he bought it for $902. And then they took the goat home. Not the guy who bought it, but the family did. In other words, they stole it. You sold it to somebody and then you stole it. So two detectives and a, and a lieutenant go to this person's house. They serve the warrant. They grab the goat. They bring it back. And now they're being sued in federal court because apparently her daughter had bonded with this goat. Now, if I was a senator and I learned about all this, I'd probably just, you know, for my own political reasons, give the goat back. I saved it. It's all yours now. No problems. Don't press charges. It looks bad. But from a cop point of view, Oh my gosh, of all the reasons to get sued in federal court for, okay, of all the crap you might have to go through in your career, of all the things, imagine just being told by your investigations lieutenant, say, hey, this is your case. Apparently they bought the goat and it never showed up and apparently it was taken home by the family, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to write the warrant yet. Maybe I'll just call the mom and say, hey, I don't think you understand. Um, since this thing was sold and you guys entered it, you actually stole it. Could we please get the goat back? You know, and then maybe, I don't know the whole story. Maybe they did try that. I would have tried that first. But eventually it escalated to a point where they got a warrant, actually went to the neighboring county and had to go seize this goat. And now mom's suing. Okay. But here's the thing. Here's why I wanted to make this a conversation about parenting. You do not do your kids any favors by sheltering them from negative emotions, including loss. Okay. Let me repeat that. You do not do your kids any favors by sheltering them from negative emotions. When you see these grown adults in college or, or you know, late 20s or 30s and having absolute meltdowns in the store, you can almost guarantee, besides maybe possible mental health issues, that they lived in a sheltered home where mom and dad did everything and kept this kid from feeling negative feelings. Okay, loss is an important thing for kids and teenagers to feel. If your kid raises a lamb and they start to bond with it, yeah, you could probably do them a favor and remind them throughout that process that this lamb will be sold to slaughter. 
But when they sell it and they get that money and they cry and they lost their pet and they lost all that stuff, that's a good. I'm not saying you shouldn't nurture them. I'm not saying you shouldn't pat them on the back and, and help them understand what just happened and help them process that stuff. But they have to feel those things and they have to process it and they have to learn how to process it on their own. And more importantly, they have to learn that, yeah, it sucks and it hurts, but as time goes on, that feeling fades and you grow around it. Some people say you grow around it. Some people said the feeling just goes away and you're good. Okay, but they have to suffer that loss. So later on in life, when they inevitably suffer loss again, because we all will, they understand the process. They understand the mourning process. They understand how to process those emotions in a healthy way. Okay, this mother, I will tell you right now, she's not doing, she's not a good mother, right? By suing these cops in federal court, making them have to defend their legal actions. Now, I don't know. Maybe they did do something illegal. Maybe there is something there. But she is not doing her, she's not fighting on behalf of her daughter's pet. She is not doing her daughter any favors. Okay? If it really bothers you that much, well then don't do it again next year. But to sit there and, and think you're doing something right by your daughter, because I guarantee that's her mindset. I guarantee that's her mindset. I'm doing right by my daughter. I am, I am trying to make this right. Okay? Because my daughter's upset and I can't bear to see her cry. No, you're not doing your kids any favors. You are not. You need to let them suffer. And no matter how hard it hurts, no matter how hard it is to watch that happen, no matter how hard it is, how heartbreaking it is to watch those big crocodile tears come rolling down their face, okay, the best thing you could do is to help them process their emotions and help them process them in a healthy way and help them feel those and help them go through it so later on in life when you're not there to do that for them, they know what to do. Now, this is not meant to be some touchy-feely podcast about parenting, and maybe someday I'll start one because I got plenty of experience in these regards. But you know what? I mean, like I said, you're not doing yourself any favor. And look at these cops. These guys, I mean, I guarantee the two detectives were just doing what they were told. Hey, this is, this is the crime. This is what happened. Go recover it. Okay, that's just their job. Now they're getting drugged to federal court for it? Are you kidding me? This is stupid. Honestly, I, if I were the politician, I would say, look, I bought the goat. It hasn't been slaughtered yet. Maybe it already has. I don't know. Um, drop your lawsuit. I'll give it back. Let me do these two cops a favor. Okay, I'll donate the goat back to you. Don't worry about the money. It is what it is. Let's just handle that. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. If I was the politician who knew about it. I, the article that I read had no indication that um, the senator even knew. But, I mean, come on. Like, how, do you, how are you going to get in the 4-H and not know how that ends? That is just stupid. That's just ridiculous. Oh, we didn't know it was a terminal auction. What kind of auction do you think it was going to be? <laughs> like, what are people paying money for? To see a, take a picture of a goat in a bow or something? My gosh, I'm sorry. That's just frustrating. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. DTP at USA.com. D as in dog. T as in Tom. P as in Paul at USA.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any topics you want me to tackle, anything you want me to address, if you disagree with me in some way, by all means, email me. If you're right, I will read your stuff on, I will read your side of the story on the air. I don't care. All right, again, DTP at USA.com. 